resident engineering challenges and lighting specialist to arc residential Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. On this week's podcast, two guests join me for, to discuss the interoperability potential of devices in the smart home, particularly in the wake of last month's news that a consortium of well-known consumer brands were working together on a unified IP-based connectivity protocol called Matter. The standard evolved out of the work already underway on an initiative called Project Connected Home over IP, or Project CHIP. And the promise of the MATTER standard is that smart home devices built on technologies like Wi-Fi will be interoperable, uh, making them simpler for manufacturers to develop and certify and delivering more value for customers. And while the well-known Zigbee platform essentially merges into MATTER, Other Silicon Labs own proprietary platforms such as Wi-Fi, Thread, Bluetooth, and Z-Wave will not be replaced and promise to work with Matter in both new and legacy devices already in the home. Here to help me unpack all of this and hopefully correct anything that I've just said that was incorrect are Mariusz Malkowski, Director of Customer Success and Integration at Building 36 Technologies, which is an alarm.com brand based in the Boston area. He joins us from New Jersey. Mariusz, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, great to have you. And and also joining us is my good friend, Cedia Fellow, Cedia Lifetime Achievement Award winner, repeat guest on the podcast. And I'm I'm thinking like I'm introducing a boxer here. Executive Director of the Z-Wave Alliance, Mitchell Klein. Mitch joins us from Boston. Great to see you, sir. Oh, it's great to be here. And thanks again for inviting me. Always enjoyable time chatting. Absolutely. And uh, and you get two more guest spots and we'll get you the jacket. Uh, like. <laughs> like the uh, Saturday Night Live multiple guests. Uh, but but Mitch, I do want to start with you as, um, uh, you know, we, we're, we're going to talk Z-Wave Alliance, but um, you're also an employee of Silicon Labs. And um, there's a lot of, obviously, involvement here. Silicon Labs is, is, mm-hmm. is owner of all these platforms that are yeah. part of um, the smart home. And I and I get a little like confused when I start reading all about this news, and it's like, is this one big brand running this whole yeah. show? But then yeah. there are there there are this partnership with Alec, uh, Amazon, Alexa, Google Home, and uh, the Comcast and all this stuff. So I'm just trying to unpack it all and understand right. Right. what what's what's. Uh, you know, what's in it for Z-Wave? What's the concern for Z-Wave from your perspective? What do you not worry about? Because it's all owned by the same um, company. Yeah. So mm-hmm. get us started here, and then we'll we'll kind of yeah. run into questions and figure this all out. Yeah, yeah. What what was the question again? <laughs> oh no, I'm just okay. Um, <laughs> talk, tell, tell me what. Like, give me give me a little bit more of the background on matters, <laughs> so kidding. people understand yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. First of all, it's no surprise that there's confusion. I mean, uh, there are just so many players in this thing we're calling smart home, but in reality, it's really bigger than smart home. It's the entire IOT, it's smart cities, industry, so on and so forth. And because each of those different industries and channels and markets have their specific use case, there have been so many different platforms out there. Again, no surprise that it's confusing. And 
the whole concept behind the matter initiative is to try to kind of, uh, I won't say eliminate it, but certainly minimize the confusion and say, okay, at least with respect to smart home, maybe with some cons- uh, commercial applications that uh, won't be as confusing. Let me just clarify also in terms of Silicon Labs. So uh, Silicon Labs acquired Z-Wave in terms of the technology as well as the alliance in 2018. Mm-hmm. And we all came over with it. Uh, Mariusz was part of it at that time. And uh, we, as employees of Silicon Labs, the work that I do right now for the Z-Wave Alliance is literally volunteer work. Um, so yes, I'm still executive director and leading the charge for an independent organization, which we can get into in a moment. But let me just get over to the Silicon Labs thing. Okay where I'm director of strategic partnerships. Uh, What that means is I represent Silicon Labs on a variety of different alliances, and I'm definitely involved in most of those protocols, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Silicon Labs just announced and will actually end up in July finalizing the fact that we have sold off the whole business outside of IoT. In other words, all the timing devices and things we were doing for electric vehicles and 5G towers and so on and so forth is now being sold off to another company. Mm. And Silicon Labs is 100% pure IoT play. Okay. There's no one else doing that. For the smart home, what does that mean? Well, we're still doing Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and Zigbee and Matter and Z-Wave and a whole bunch of proprietary uh, for other, other uh, uh, customers. But... The products that I just mentioned are not proprietary. You can get Wi-Fi devices from other chip companies. Same thing with Zigbee and Matter, et cetera. But until recently, the only place you could get Z-Wave was through Silicon Labs. That is still the case, although we are actively in the process of including additional silicon options for companies uh, in the smart home space. And the reason that's really become important is that as one company, we certainly could not address the entire IoT business, where, of course, Z-Wave is potentially a strong player. Mm -hmm. So uh, Z-Wave was always focused on the smart home, but now that we're going to bring in additional resources, which includes third-party silicon as well as third-party software development, that we will be able to address lots of other marketplaces where Z-Wave makes sense. Okay. That's a mouthful, I know. Um, I can stop there and see if you wanted me to go anywhere else with that uh, explanation. Or if Mariusz, you want to add anything to it? Yeah, Mariusz. Um, I mean, yeah, the only in. thing maybe that I would add is that SDO, so Z-Wave Alliance, is not a marketing organization anymore. It's a full standard-driven organization that owns, you know, all the, let's call it, blueprints to Z-Wave. Mm. So, uh, yes, we are actively looking for and working with a number of silicon providers that could be that second, third, and fourth source. Let's talk about Matter. Uh, let me clarify another point. Um, the Project Connected Home over IP is or was an initiative started under the Zigbee Alliance. So actually, it's the Zigbee Alliance that got Amazon, Apple, Google, Samsung, and probably another 100 to 150 other companies to say, hey, let's all agree at least on you know, how we're going to communicate with each other, 
what are we going to say to each other? Uh, how are devices going to uh, interoperate? And so the concept was let's create an application layer that can sit on top of different networking and perhaps you know radio technologies. So all we're going to do is we're going to focus on basically call it the uh, the translator where we're all going to understand what messages are being sent and how to respond to them. How those messages get there is going to determine on the type of network that's used. And initially the matter protocol is designed to run on an IPv6 network that would run on either Wi-Fi or Thread, okay, if that makes sense. Okay. So in order for devices to communicate between matter and Thread, believe it or not, you need another translator box or translator software. Uh, that's being called the border router. And uh, I guess that's just another popular name for things we would call a gateway or a hub or what have you. But it essentially is a translator that enables thread devices to understand Wi-Fi devices and vice versa. So that's kind of where Matter has gotten started. The other thing is that there's 100 million or more than 100 million uh, Z-Wave devices and probably another 100 million Zigbee devices, all that run on a different platform. And we've got ecosystems, uh, you know, in the security side, in the telco side. Um, and for all those devices to continue the concept of interoperability or to play to these, um, the matter claim of being an interoperability platform, there has to be some methodology for the hundreds of millions of devices out in the marketplace to continue to operate and be part of the new products and the new ecosystems coming out from Matter. This is a critical piece. It has not yet been announced because the existing focus for Matter is on the IPv6 platform, but there must be some type of bridging or uh, capability for uh, the hundreds of millions of existing devices to still function going forward. I'll call them a bridge. What they're going to be called going forward, who knows? But there will be some type of bridging between the uh, Wi-Fi and the thread and the matter devices to, to ensure that every existing product out there continues to operate and work with all the new products coming out in the marketplace. Um, so when you look at... Um Going forward, the 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 advantages of um, I'm just trying to think about how obviously the uh, interoperability with uh, legacy devices is essential, and finding that bridge is going to be uh, key to to making Matter successful. But uh, as you go forward, you don't um, want to just eliminate. Uh, it, it, my brain goes, hey, there's one thing; it's going to solve everything. We don't need all these other things, but that's oversimplification and there's so much existing reason for things to be what they are. Um, you think Bluetooth, you think smaller or shorter distances and mm -hmm. headphones and mm -hmm. things like that. That's just a perfect fit for that. Um, you, you think Z-Wave now, what, what are the advantages of Z-Wave, uh, as a protocol, uh, platform to continue to exist? What, what's the sort of important, differentiator that says this is why this is a good fit for certain projects and uh, products. So maybe I'll take this one. Yeah. So, so you can have a, you know, coffee break or drink <laughs> break. Uh, 
I, I mean, if you look at the market, Zoo has been there for 20 years. And interoperability, this is what we set ourselves from day one, right? There is a product that was released in 2001, which makes for 20 years of Z-Wave devices that still operates with the latest and greatest gateways, right? So that's a super important part. Z-Wave was also always focused on home and kind of just a little bit bridging out to commercial and, and, and industrials, right? But not as much. Mm-hmm. Now, with recent additions to the Z-Wave protocol, like Z-Wave Long Range, when we can go over miles, we can start addressing different markets and different applications as well. Z-Wave is a very battery-friendly um, protocol, right? Comparing that to Wi-Fi or even Thread, we can run 10-plus years or almost throw away coin cell batteries. Mm. So that's super important as well. Low latency, right? That's super important for some of the uh, applications. So I, I don't think there will be, you know, even 10, 15, 20 years from now, I don't think there will be a single technology that will rule them all. Okay. I, I think there will be still need for, you know, hopefully not 20 of them, <laughs> but maybe one, two or three. Right. Right. I think that's the uh, the happy outcome. It's similar like with poli- uh, political parties, right? You don't want to want one. So, so. Again, that's that's uh, my two cents on uh, why Z-Wave will exist and Zigbee will exist and Thread and that interoperability, which Matter is all about. We welcome that from a Z-Wave Alliance point of view because, again, we've been doing it for 20 years and it works and it's great for consumers. Right. And tell us a little bit more about Building 36 while you're at it there, Marish. Um, what what sure. is the the what is the product there that you do and, and how does... Uh, being part of the Z-Wave Alliance make that um, sure. a good fit. Sure. So we, uh, we're we actually a slightly different brand within Alarm.com. Alarm.com is all about security industry. While Building 36, we cater to trades. So we work with electricians, plumbers, uh, HVAC uh, dealers. So we build and provide services to those trades, right? So installer comes in. They can get a bunch of our devices like like uh, water leak detectors, uh, water valves, so they can they can help customers live better life, mm-hmm. right? So we protect be, uh, be because of the water damage, and then we benefit from the Alarm.com platform, which has huge number of devices on the platform. You know, most of them are Z-Wave, but also some proprietary as well. Okay. So that's where we fit in into the the whole picture of smart home. I, I recently heard um, the the leak detection being referred to at Cedia as smart water, which I thought was a drink, but that's okay. We'll we'll call it smart water. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's a beverage. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll return and discuss more about uh, interoperability and matter and Z Wave. Um, but we'll be back after a short break. For 25 years, Leon has been dedicated to creating innovative products that mix art with audio and design with technology. Knowing that technology is an integral part of modern interior design, Leon's collection of customizable speakers and technology concealment solutions is designed to deliver both sound and style to any space. From signature sound bars that seamlessly blend in with the display to art and frames that turn your TV into a work of art, Leon's products are built to order and handcrafted just for you to ensure a perfect match every time. Visit www.leonspeakers.com to learn more.
Welcome back. I'm talking with Mariusz Malkowski, a director of customer success and integration at Building 36 Technologies. I'm Mitchell Klein, executive director at the Z-Wave Alliance. Um, let Mitch, let's uh, dig in a little bit more uh, on matter and talk about uh, actual rollout. Um, it, it's it's uh, going to be productized or turned into products here toward the end of the year. Is that correct? So we may start to see yes. some products actually in the market at the end of uh, this year or the start of next year, probably. Yeah. So again, what we have is what people thought was the impossible, where you actually had the three major ecosystems, meaning Google, Apple, Amazon, right. actually agreeing on something okay. and actually de delivering, which you know, when, when the announcement was made, there were some skeptics out there. By the way, I was one of them. Mm. Um, the specification is still being finalized, but the focus is on just a narrow few uh, key categories. So they're not trying to boil the ocean, which I think is a very smart move. As I said before, you know, they're working right now strictly on the IPv6, strictly for thread and, and Wi-Fi, with Bluetooth being used for commissioning purposes, you know, to, to get the products mm, up and running. Right. Um, yeah, I believe, yes, the plan is we expect to see the first round of products coming out the end of the year. Whether or not that's going to happen, it's a pretty aggressive schedule, given that the specification is still not yet out. The big however is that on the Silicon Lab side, we've actually been doing testing with a handful of our customers. Obviously, I can't speak specifically about them at this point, but we've had very successful testing products that are actually delivering on the matter promise uh, during initial testing. And so as soon as the certification is finalized, we will these products will hit the marketplace. So yeah, I'd say by year end. Um, watch for it. Uh, you've seen the logo. And if you haven't, uh, that logo will start appearing on more and more boxes uh, as we start moving through 2021 and into 2023, actually. Yeah. How aware of matter do you think your average consumer, and I say average consumer, I guess I mean the DIY IoT centric consumer, because some people just don't touch any of this stuff, but the ones that like tech and want to kind of create more of a smart home scenario, how, how aware do you think that they're going to be going forward with matter? Uh, is it one of those things that they're going to be as aware of as they would have been uh, maybe Z-Wave or uh, Zigbee, that it's it's more of a professional thing as the name, but they maybe just figure it's going to work with this or not work with this based on what the retailer tells them or their research. Yeah. How, how's that going to appear to them in a in a branding sort of way, do you think? Well, let, let's talk about the ideal world first and then the real world. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, you know, in the ideal world, first of all, the hobbyists are probably following along already right. and looking at it and going, oh boy, I can't wait. I'm really excited about this. Um, in terms of the more mass market, it's really going to be up to the industry to train the retailers so they understand which products they need to purchase and how to merchandise them, which products are going to work with which. If the industry takes that responsibility on, and I mean the entire channel from manufacturer to retail you know, showroom to online sales, perfect world, those key uh, stakeholders understand it, then when it comes to the consumer, it'll be simple. They don't have to know. They just buy the stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that's in the perfect world. 
In the real world, I think it's obviously going to have its fits and starts. But, and here's the huge but, when we have the big three, maybe we'll call it big four if you include Samsung, uh, you know, the big three ecosystems getting the message out, I'm actually optimistic that we can achieve in the real world because Apple, Google, and Amazon have the ability and the attention of the consumer. So assuming that's done right, I think, you know, sometime in 2022, it's going to be just pretty straightforward. Just buy whatever and it'll work with whatever. Yeah, that you're super optimistic, Mitch. Huh? But <laughs> I, I said I, I said optimistic, didn't I? <laughs> I, I? I do agree with you, and uh, you know, especially to all the developers. Apple already said, "Hey, you know, our devices will support Matter." Right? I was doing a developer conference, <clears throat> um, but you know, because of the Wi-Fi and Thread and Bluetooth, right? There was still there were still nuts and bolts that need to be worked out, right? In terms of interoperability, messaging, which device works which, because if you just get the thread device and the Wi-Fi device, and there was no border router in between them, even though they have the same logo, they will not work, right? So there was still a little bit of work. But again, with those three companies, I think they can figure it out if they just want to, for sure. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying as far as the 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 leadership, though, of those platforms and having... Um, if, if you're maybe an Alexa home and you look for products that help to expand that environment to other, I don't know, lamp dimmers and things like that, then that product, you're not going to know hope in the ideal world, what, what makes that happen as long as it happens. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you need to add an extra box in there, that's going to maybe complicate things, uh, add a little bit more instruction to the process for that, that end user. But, uh. Well, well, hang on. Let's just talk about that extra box thing okay. yeah. uh, for a moment, because this is a very important point you brought up, and that is that, no, you shouldn't have to buy an extra box. Okay, what do I mean by that? So what we're talking about is really the software capability. It's not a piece of hardware, right? The software enabling the communication to happen and the translation to happen, that can be in a dedicated box. That can be built into a thermostat or a door lock or whatever device the manufacturers want to put in. That can be done in the cloud. That can be done in a number of different ways. Um, I'm pretty confident it's not only going to be a box, okay. right? So since it's really a software-based thing, mm -hmm. uh, and if we work talk about power devices versus battery devices, there's not a whole lot of overhead to take this border router concept and put it into some type of power device, a dimmer, a light switch, a plug-in device. So I, I believe that's really where it's going to have to go. You know, consumers not going to have to buy a box and go, why do I need okay, it? Okay. That, that's fair then. That, that's good to yeah. know. And, uh, and, and as far as limitations at the, the initial rollout, um, I'm, I'm aware that one of the areas that's not covered um, by matter, and um, I know we're, we're talking broader than matter, but this is the the big news right now um what their security cameras are the one that sort of stood out to me that isn't covered yet and that seems to make sense because it's a very complicated thing to kind of roll out initially um so that that's one of those areas that you won't see any any matter products yet for correct correct yeah, and yeah that, it'll come out yeah it'll it'll get there it's just one of those it's the most important part to not have uh, any security issues with. Um, and, and that's one of the, the, the features on this and so much so important to what Z-Wave has been doing as well is, is that security um, that the 
um, that not making not, not allowing it to be hackable, right? So it's it's a very secure platform. Um, that you, you've you've I've, I've talked to you before about this, Mitch, as far as the important importance on Z-Way products being secure. Um, what all goes into that? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. such a such a huge um, factor right now, securing the the home and any other business that has the, these products in it, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll let Mario speak to what goes into it. Yeah. Um, from a high-level perspective, I've been saying this for years. Sometimes I get called out for saying it, but Z-Wave has never been hacked outside of a lab. Mm. So, yeah, we've had, you know, hack white hat hackers take it to the lab and with the exact precise timing within the 10 seconds of inclusion or something, you know, being able to hack it. Yes, of course. But in the real world, it's never been hacked before. You know what goes on. That we we make it much much harder even for that in lab hacking mm. as well, right? With latest additions and such, and you know pivoting it to matter and giving them kudos as well. They're looking at security very seriously as well. So and they should be. And they actually borrowing some of the concept that we've developed on the Z Wave side. You know, like easy commissioning via QR codes and using Bluetooth for some of the commissioning, which you know obviously we'll welcome. At the end of the day, we want the house and networks to be super secure and not hackable absolutely yeah um well i i think uh you know i want to want to kind of wrap it up but before i do is there anywhere that it as far as the the listeners go the the audience that they can go and learn more about uh how z-wave is um creating uh, still great opportunities in in the in the iot space the smart home space uh and in parallel to what uh, what we're seeing here with Matter, um, Mitch, where, where can uh, yeah. the audience go to learn more? Yeah, so there are a couple of places to go. Um, we, meaning the new standards uh, organization, uh, is in the process of relaunching ZWave.com, which uh, really does a pretty darn good job of explaining ZWave, the types of products, what you need, so on and so forth. So I strongly recommend going to zwave.com. Uh, from an industry perspective, you can go to zwavealliance.org. Uh, and certainly those two are great ways to learn about Z-Wave. You can read the blogs. And then you can also go to the Zigbee site to learn more about Matter. Uh, I haven't actually checked their, uh, their URL, but I would suggest going to zigbee.org. Uh, and uh, at that point, it'll point you to the CSA, which is the Connectivity Standards Alliance, which is their rebranding. And of course, there'll be a link to Matter at that point as well. And Mariusz, uh, how, how can people learn more about your company? So buildingtheory6.com is a really good place to start, as well as alarm.com. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of products. We've been on the market for quite a lot. We were there before the IoT was called IoT. So we know quite a lot about products and how to connect them and interoperability and all that good stuff that matters. Mary H. Malkowski, Mitchell Klein, thanks so much for your time today and helping me to kind of unwind what's going on here and uh, not explode my brain too much about it. So thanks for your time today. It's Thank been you. great to be with you.
And that wraps up today's show. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast and consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to uh, or watch us. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also subscribe to the bi-monthly print or digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell. Residential technology, lighting specialist, architectural, and the